how is it we've been gone two weeks and yet we're still both like oh. I don't know, I went to Dave and Buster's once. I don't know what other what else can we do here? I remember that. It's great. I was I mean, I was shown the fuck up on everything I tried. <laughs> the only thing that I did good at was fucking perfection, which is the new Dave and Buster's meta. I will say the fact that you're like, the only thing I did good at was perfection, I feel like that means you nailed it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time. That's right, it's time, it's time for a load. And I'm talking about a load. A load of BS, that's right ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about he, the perfect boy, the B to the L-A-K-E, that's right, it's Blake Tanner. And yes, it is he, the S, scriptwriter extraordinaire, Scotty Murr. No, don't. <laughs> scriptwriter, do you write We've the scripts? Been... We've been doing audio drama shit all night, so we're just like, can we just talk about it? I'm like, no, 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 the spoilers. We can't discuss it. I read lines. But I do... I mean, you can't just be like, perfection is the new Dave and Buster's meta, and not expect me to ask, right? All right, all right. So fucking perfection. Okay. First of all, I closed out a Dave and Buster's, which I'm not sure if I should or shouldn't be proud about that. Um, Yeah. But, like, they got, they gave out the very, like, we're closing in ten minutes, and that's when we rushed to the prizes. Right. Um, so we played some of the games and stuff, it's fine, it was mostly just like, it was a guy's night, celebrating one of my friend's birthdays. And, um, so, (laughs) we come upon the best game at Dave & Buster's now, Perfection. Because, it is a, you know, Perfection's got 25 little shapes. Uh-huh. And you're supposed to fit all those shapes into the little shapes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So what perfection is, is it's got ten little bubbles. It shows a shape in the middle, and you have to hit the bubble that's got the shape in the middle. So ten of those 25 pieces, it's randomized every time, and it is just a game of how quick your fucking reaction time is, and if you know exactly where those shapes are. Right. If you do it within a certain amount of time, you get the jackpot bonus. Which, it's a pretty small jackpot comparatively. It starts out at 500 tickets. But if you're fast enough... Can can I guess what the meta is? Is it uh-huh. that you had a horde of individuals surround the perfection game, and each of them got a single bubble, and we're like, it's the cross shape! Jerry, you're up! Hit it, Jerry! Yep. Bab! Uh, it, it actually works best when it's just two. So if you split the difference, if you get one person with five and the other person with five, you get it so good. You get it so good. Although I was the first person to get a bonus, like, on my own, just doing it. So I felt pretty good about that. Very proud, yes. That and the chicken ball game. Chicken ball. Hold on. You just started our fucking show with a two-minute rant on perfection. Mm -hmm. And you just neglected to be like, chicken ball? What the fuck is chicken ball? So it's the one with that big spiral, and you, like, you're, you're supposed to, like... There's a big spiral, you hit a ball, and you're supposed to get the ball so far up the spiral to where the green light is. Green light's randomized every time. Yeah. So, you have to judge how hard you need to hit the ball to get it up the spiral, and there's a chicken on top. If you hit the chicken, you fuck up. I thought this was going to be a much more interesting vein of of comedy resources. Chicken ball! (laughs) Chicken ball, baby! Chicken ball! What What would your ideal arcade game named Chicken Ball be? Well, you get a ball, and it's a fucking chicken, and you throw it. Do you remember the chicken croquet game that was out, like, when we were kids? What? What? It was a game of croquet. And the thing was, you had a big plastic chicken that sat in the middle of the field. Uh Uh-huh. And if you played the game good, 
you, the chicken had a little button on it. So if you hit it with the ball, the chicken would pop up and it shoot out an egg. What the fuck? This, <laughs> this is the com- the rich comedy vein we've started this show with is on all chicken-based games that have ever existed. Uh, up next, we're going to d- be discussing Chicken Run for the N64, the adaptation of hit chicken-based film Chicken Run. Oh, man, Chicken Run was a great movie, though. It was a good movie. My papa famously hated it, and anytime we had to like watch a movie at home, I'd be like, "Papa, can we watch Chicken Run?" He's like, "Fuck you, kid! No, I hate Chicken Run." And then he hit me. <laughs> uh, there's also another game there that I discovered, like in a just in a corner, where it's yeah. like they didn't want you to play it, and it was just this. <laughs> All it was is just you've got like three or four tiers of these. Uh, just these spinning little uh, wheels, basically. Right. And the arrow in the middle would start spinning, and your job was to hit it and go up to the next level. Yeah. And then the spinner above it would start going, and you're supposed to get to the top. Except it had a creepy theme where you were finding (laughs) your way through a dungeon. And if you got to the top of my dungeon, you'd get a thousand tickets. Uh, good job. Good but you didn't win my thousand tickets, did you? Good job. But you didn't win my thousand tickets. Good job. Good job. So, Do you know how fast you could play that game? Apparently very fast, Ramon, it sounds like. So you could uh, either stop the spinner slowly, or you could stop it immediately. Yeah. And if you stopped it immediately, then you're really just playing with the devil, but <laughs> you're just dancing with the devil in the pale moonlight, but you get all the good tickets. I mean, I guess this is kind of like an episode in honor of Thanksgiving, because this is like the conversation you always have with that weird cousin on every Thanksgiving, where they just talk about their one trip into the David Buster's ad nauseum the whole time, and you're like, hey, 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 don't. Don't belittle yourself by saying you're the weird cousin. Don't talk about Dan. No, we've discussed him on the show before. His, his code name is Bud Bud. Yeah, Shovel Knight Boy. Yeah, Shovel Knight Boy. <laughs> Bud Bud. Bud who, Bud. of course, I'd be like, hey, okay, Bud Bud, I'm gonna go, um, I'm gonna go get some mashed potatoes. Okay, but as soon as you're back, we're gonna talk about Shovel Knight. No, Bud no, Bud. No, Bud Bud. Because this, that's literally the most interesting thing that has happened to me this week, other than the fact that I've been in a fantastic, like, uh, theater production and yeah. cried every day. It is so much that usually when you have a show come up, I will have either, like, Blake's in a new show, I'm really excited to see it, or a Blake's in a show, I want to go see him, so I will go see the show. This is the first show I've ever experienced dread to go see. It is a full feeling of, like, Blake has been a mess after every performance. I am terrified of what I'm afraid I'm going to go. And it's just like a sacrifice or he's like trying to get the soul stone. You have to kill something you love at each performance and it ruins you. And it, I hope it does. And see, once again, that's why I don't want to go, because I'll be what you sacrificed that night. You bring me on stage, fucking Red Skull's gonna be there, like, I guide others to a treasure I cannot possess, and then walk on. (laughs) Hey, bud, let me tell you something. You sit in the right place, and that'll be true. (laughs) You You sit in the right seat? You sit in the right seat at the very end, you'll know what I mean. Oh no, I'm very scared at this. I, now I'm scared that I'll go in and they'll be like, Scotty, you have this one specific seat you must sit in. No! I don't want to sit in that seat! I don't want it! There's a target on it! There's a- <laughs> Why is this bucket of blood above the seat? I can't do this! <laughs> oh, sorry, you got the blood seat. Oh, you're yeah. gonna have such a bad time! I mean, I really... I'm kind of with you. It's been two weeks, but nothing. Like, just nothing really super interesting has happened. I gotta strip LED lights from David Buster's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> LED lights! This is the energy that this show has this Woo! week. I did. I went to Nashville. I found some places that we need to go next time in Nashville, including a pizza place that drowns the pizza and pepperoni. It was a mountain of pep upon the top of my... <laughs> My pizza. 
oh, I want that good, good greasy meat. It was real rough. Uh, I also made a new batch of BS Moon Whiskey, which my mom infamously stole from you. Because she goes, Blake's getting fucking none of this. Because it's so good. It's just so Oh, oh, also, my Dave and Buster's night did end with all of us in the car discussing um, what a dragon dildo was. I mean... We've talked about that on the show before. You should have just pulled up the episode where we discuss it. I pulled up what we talked about. Okay. <laughs> and also the merits of what a fully uh, fledged turtle dick looks like. Uh, it's kind of just like a little flap down there, am I right? It's like a big flower. Okay, that's... Big flower. Oh, no. That... Alright, we've got some weird energy, so why don't we just get into... Oh, no. Two super in the chat says, what's a dragon dildo? And to that, I will respond, guess. Guess. It's probably, wh- whatever, imagine what you think a dragon dildo is. Don't change it at all. That's what a dragon dildo is. Also, boss, you're on Twitch, so that means you've got internet and a web browser. And guess what? Those things have incognito mode now. This is just us being like, don't make us do it. Don't make us talk, go down this path. So why don't we just get into the actual show, which is all about... Creative. Oh no, Gazi's now gonna explain it. Oh no, the chat is. Blake, we can't watch the chat for the rest of the show. We can't watch anymore. All right, Gazi, you know what? Godspeed. So, this is a show all about creativity, about brainstorming, making the next hit idea to sell to Hollywood so we never have to do this horrifying podcast ever again. I kind of like it. I want to show. I want to build a TV show about redemption. And earlier today, I did tell you, you're probably going to have to pull on the reins on this one. But I kind of want to assemble a team of the worst people throughout history. And in a hundred good deeds of Eddie McDowd-esque situation, like, every 75 years, Satan lets them go back to Earth and try to tr- try to impress St. Peter to get into heaven. And so we have essentially a suicide squad of the worst people of all time trying to earn their way into heaven because they finally feel sorry for what they did upon this mortal coil. I'm going to hate myself for this, but can we allow reincarnation? Because I've got a great idea for redemption. Oh. Okay, okay, hold on. Firstly, does it bleed into my original idea, which was it wasn't a team, it was just Hitler, and the show was gonna be like, <laughs> my name is my name is Adolf, and it's literally just my name is Earl, but with Hitler. But instead of that, the show would be called Mind Bad. Mind Bad. <laughs> the name of the show. Okay, I'm glad we both went with the Hitler thing, but he's just reincarnated as different people trying to do good deeds, and his most recent one is a ge- is an elderly Jewish gentleman by the name of Bernard Sanders. <laughs> we cannot, we cannot be like, you know Bernie is actually Hitler reincarnated, just trying to make up for all of his sins. That would, that would actually probably be the worst idea ever, but I did need to float it. Okay, so, do we want Hitler to be the Superman of the affair as the leader of the group? <laughs> He's the leader, leader of, of the, the bunch. bunch. <laughs> you know him well. <laughs> so, do we want that, or do we want Hitler to be, like, the big bad? He escapes from hell and Satan assembles a suicide squad of various bad guys who have to go and take out Hitler. Now, I kind of like that idea, because it means that I could get my favorite bad guy, Genghis Khan, in the mix. Oh, Genghis is definitely there. Uh, because Vlad- the best thing about Genghis Khan is he's got so many relatives, he's going to have to make it up to every single one. And that's, like, a big running joke throughout the series. Like, wherever they go, Genghis Khan is like, I have relatives here. We can go visit. And no matter where they go, they've got a place to stay because Genghis Khan's got a relative that lives there. I like how your Genghis Khan accent is just bleeding into your Vlad the Impaler idea that I just stepped on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, Vlad is there, too. And Vlad's like, I agree, Genghis Khan. We should stay with family. And Genghis Khan is like, I know, Vlad. Thank you. (laughs) 
Uh, I want, can Vlad be, like, a surgeon that specializes in removing splinters? Yes, that could be a thing. Um, Ted Bundy's kind of like our sex one. He's the one who seduces people. And so... Oh, I don't... Oh. Was he the sexy one? Who was the serial killer that everyone thought was sexy? No, that was Bundy, but it just makes me feel weird. I mean, I know we're talking about Hitler... And Genghis Khan and Vlad the Impaler, but that guy just kind of, he weirds me. Um, okay, no, 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 no. What it could be, well, firstly, do we want to stay with the My Name is Earl concept that they have to be doing good, or do we, which path are we taking? You, you walking down the road, and you see a swastika on the side of the road, and you come up to a fork. One way is the My Name is Earl angle, the other way is... So I see we're assembling some kind of suicide squad other angle. Oh, I don't know. They're both so good, aren't they? What if oh. what if Hitler's No! What if that's what it is! Hitler's like Satan's biggest git. He is the biggest name on Hell's list. And that's it's both. Hitler's trying to do good to get into heaven. And now the hard dudes have to try to keep him on the dark side. I mean, I do need to say that there are people who have done much, much worse things than Hitler. But there's only, like, two. Well, no, this is, like, the name recognition thing, though. The this, name... is like, this is the branding, dude. It's... <laughs> this is for the brand. Satan comes out and he's just like, come on, guys, you understand, right? It's all about the brand and Hitler is right there. He is the Michael Jordan of sinners. He is the top of the heap, baby. That, I don't know. We need something more, though. We need this suicide squad that is dragging Hitler back to hell to have a... We need to have a strong female character, okay? And I've got the perfect person. Her name is Countess Elizabeth Bathory. Thank you. Uh-huh. I, but that means that you know who she is. I already know where you're going, but describe it for everyone. All right. She is one of the people that inspired basically Bram Stoker's Dracula because she is a, um, uh, uh, a countess who killed her servants and bathed in their blood to keep herself youthful. I will also say, secondary idea for another movie we can make, uh, you mispronounced and said Bram Stoker's Dracula, <laughs> and that is also a very good idea for a porn. Bram, Bram Stoker's Bram's... my favorite adult novelist. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, no, 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 it's not called Dracula anymore, it's Bram Stoker's Suckboy. That is the name of that film. This, oh, Bram Suckboy. Yes. Um, also, this is the hardest chat has ever gone on one of our ideas. Because we've got people like, get Stalin in! He's Hitler's biggest rival! Get Gigi Allen in this some bitch! Oh, sh- uh, Gazi did just message me on Facebook saying that. <laughs> He's like, please, you need him! Please! <laughs> do we have- do we need someone who's kind of like- like, the guy in prison who got in there for, like, not even a cool thing. He didn't, like, kill or th- steal. It's just, like, he's a white-collar criminal and it landed him in hell. <laughs> oh, who would be the best for that? Well, Trump's not dead, so... Trump's not dead. Chat has already brought up Thomas Edison. And I love this concept of Edison being in the Suicide Squad. Dude, Edison, and he's constantly followed by the spirit of that elephant he killed. (laughs) And when they get to Earth, there's multiple jokes about the fact that Hitler uh, drives around in a Tesla, and it pisses him off so much. (laughs) What's the name of that elephant, damn it? Topsy. Topsy the Elephant. Topsy the Elephant. Okay. We cannot go down this vein as hard as we would if we weren't doing a show for the internet. Do you know the name of H.P. Lovecraft's cat? Now stop the podcast. (laughs) Stop the show, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to have Blake's live reaction. No! 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 
No, Jesus Christ, no. Hey, if you know anything about H.P. Lovecraft, it's exactly the name you would expect it to be. <laughs> it's real bad. And if you don't, you're about to learn something about H.P. Lovecraft. But we're not going to be the one to tell you. You gotta figure it out on the own. Oh, shit. And also, don't blame that fucking cat for the <laughs> name that that bad man gave him. Well, I was never blaming the cat. I wasn't thinking the cat walked in and was just like, Hey, HP, my name's... Mm. <laughs> no, no, I'm telling chat. Oh, okay. I know how you feel, Gazi. So, what do we... Okay, what's the plot? Because we've got a vague plot, but is there any intrigue we could add to it? Does anybody turn? Does anybody turn good, turn evil? Does Hitler have, like, does Ava Braun come with actually no? Oh, this could add some shit. I don't know why Ava Braun is in heaven. And that's why Hitler wants to go to heaven. Why is she in? Does she have, like, a deathbed confession? She probably had... Well, hold on, because he was right there. He would know if anybody else knows. <laughs> well, listen. This is the way that I see it. Because they took poison at the same time and shot themselves. What if Hitler was just a little bit quicker on the trigger, huh? <laughs> I just... I feel like she... Maybe she was just like a good person in a bad situation. Her soul was pure and it was enough for her to go up. No, she or, was actually a very bad person if or, you look up anything <laughs> about her. She was not... She was not great. No. Oh, or what it... Oh, no. Countess it, Bathory is like, ooh, do I want to talk to Ava? Are you ready for the big twist of the series? Okay. Hitler loves Ava. Which is also another alternate name for this show. Uh, <laughs> he's believed his whole life that Ava's in heaven. That's what the devils told him. That's what they've all said. She's in heaven. And he's worked to get to heaven. Then finally, he gets up to heaven. She's not there. He's still in hell. Because <laughs> he don't have Ava. Oh my god, Satan, you bastard. Ava is the secretary in purgatory, so you'll never get her. He'll never interact because with her. Because Hitler's personal hell is never being with the woman he loved. Which is, hold on, we, we are giving a little bit too much sympathy towards Hitler, but yes, that is yeah. it. Well, I mean, you know, you gotta have a little bit of something, even though he's one of the worst human beings on the planet ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you gotta give him something to fight for. Because you know what? We all don't... None of us think that he deserves it. No. But he does. <laughs> he does. We are not Hitler apologists here. I don't think anyone would be surprised to hear that. We are not Hitler apologists. But, okay, let's let's flesh out the team. Let's finish it up. Um, since you already brought in, um, Countess, uh, Countess Bad at Bad Bitch. Yep, Countess Bad Bitch, Countess Elizabeth Bathory. I don't think we need Vlad anymore, so Vlad's gone. And I feel like she's our, like, our wild card. She's the one who kind of snaps every once in a while. She's the crazy one. We've I mean, got- because she loves all that blood. Y yeah, that's her thing. Uh, and Ted she's Bun an actual vampire. Yeah, Ted Bundy's our, um, <laughs> our sexual... He's our face. <laughs> He's our good, good sexual appeal part. He's what gets all the ladies in, is Ted Bundy. Who is the leader? Because it's not... Stalin's not a bad option, mm -hmm. but I don't know. Who would be a good, bad leader? Oh, we've got Edison. He's the brains of the affair. I forgot about Edison. I feel like we need we need two more. We need a demolitions expert <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and we also need the leader of the group. Now, do we want the leader to actually be, like, in hell? Or do we want these four to be fucking about and then finally the door kicks in and someone pimps in and is just like, Satan, you got a rabble-rousing motley crew, and they can never do what you need them to do, but I'll help them. I'll bring this team together. I'm going to zip and stop and pop all right over here and lead you. Uh, um, 
I like what you're saying, but no, Bill Cosby is the demolitions expert. He's also not dead, but Bill Cosby is the demolitions <laughs> he, expert. He is dead to me. Okay, damn, shit, okay. And many others. Maybe. Uh, he's also actually very close, so I don't want to pull that kind of energy, so... <laughs> I mean, Chairman Mao is also another good get. Chairman Mao would be a good get. Would he be a good... Did they invent fireworks during Chair- Chairman Mao's reign? No. I know no, nothing... Was... I, I know he nothing after... about him. He's... He's after fucking... No. You no, okay? Boss. No, I'm not. Your historical aptitude hurts me. You're trying to do this thing about historical personalities that you don't know. Oh, shit. Blackbeard, demolitions expert. There we go. We've got it. Okay, yeah, Blackbeard, he's a good one. We've got a pirate, an inventor, a vampire lady, and, uh, oh, shit, Genghis Khan. I forgot about Genghis. Oh, yeah. Genghis is our leader. Genghis is the leader um, I don't know. He would be a good demolitions expert, too. Well, the thing is, I think about Genghis, you could be like, you know, he led to the deaths of a lot of people. Yeah. He also had a really good stable empire. So he's kind of always been the guy that's like, now listen, you could argue that I saved more people than I killed. Yeah. I'm Genghis Khan. How you doing? <laughs> that's his... He's played by John Cena. It's John Cena in a beard. Hello, everyone. My name is Genghis Khan. I think that that could get really bad really quick because having the whitest man on the planet play a Mongolian man is not good. No, no, no. Blake, we've already got Zac Efron signed on to be Ted Bundy again. So that one we've got covered. I love... I love John Cena as Genghis Khan. It's that kind of weird, wacky casting that we need nowadays. Okay, just needs to be John Cena then. It's just... <laughs> no, no, no. Make no mistake. We are not at home being like, this is going to be an accurate betrayal of Genghis Khan. It's John Cena. <laughs> it's fucking... Wait. Would Dwayne The Rock Johnson suffice? I, I mean, still no, but it would be... I don't know Be- if it's better. I don't even know if it's better. I think better. it's better. We need a sexy leading man, and if Genghis Khan is the leading man, he's got- could it be John Cena playing Jesus? And Jesus don't want Hitler up in heaven, so he's aligning with the Suicide Squad, and he is the good guy who's coming down to help the bad guys. He's the literal Superman. He is actual Superman. It's John Cena in a big beard and a wig. And that is the leader. So John now we... Cena, Jesus. Oh, that's good. Okay, so there's that. Um, so that's two of our castings. Who uh, who else are we looking at? Who else are we looking at? Who's our Hitler? Um. Alright. I'm just gonna go ahead and look up best Hitler actor. I mean, if I may... Could it also be John Cena? <laughs> That's an option, or a man who recently donned the tiny mustache, Taika Waititi. And I love this concept that our Suicide Squad is always getting closer. (laughs) But all the scenes where it's got Hitler doing good things, he is so calm and reserved, and it's literally, he's just Korg from Ragnarok. He's just walking around like, hey there little girl, um, could I just, um, help you pick up this flower? There you go. It's very nice for you. Have a good day. Your pets are on the head, walks away. And then he looks at his, like, heaven apple watch, and it's like, ah, only 98 to go. 98 good things to go. Oh, that that poor boy just lost him a balloon. Let me go get that balloon for him. Here you go, little boy, 97. Yep, I just jumped 500 feet up in the air. (laughs) Oh, shit. Johnny Depp as Hitler was another good option that was given to the chat, by the way. Oh, that's good. Hey, Gaster, you don't oh, Gaster- know what you just walked into. Gaster Tussle's friend of the show just pops in and is just like, Bone load of BS! Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Where are we putting Johnny Depp? Because I want Johnny Depp in here now, but I'm too in love with Taika Waititi Hitler. Could Johnny Depp just be Blackbeard? Johnny Depp could be Blackbeard the pirate, and it's just Jack Sparrow again! I mean, basically, that's that's all he can do now, right? Yeah. Because it was either gonna be... It was either gonna be Johnny Depp or Jim Carrey, so... Yeah. Okay, so let's... let's Let's finalize our list. I think we got seven. We've got John Cena, Jesus, Zac Efron, uh, Ted Bundy. We've got <laughs> fucking Johnny Depp as Blackbeard just being Jack Sparrow again. Now, I know we were struggling to not be racially insensitive with the Mongolian Genghis Khan being played by John Cena, but hear me out. How do you feel about Gabriel Iglesias? <laughs> It's it's somehow worse. <laughs> he's not like I'm fluffy. He's chopping people's heads off. You know what? Maybe we just have Genghis Khan be in a bit part where he actually does go to heaven. And it is in fact no no no. That's so like in Suicide Squad how the one dude gets killed immediately. They get to Earth. Genghis Khan accidentally like helps the kid off the sidewalk and saves him from getting hit by a car. And it's like. Oh, 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 oh no! <laughs> and then he gets pulled up to heaven for doing a good deed. So he is like the guy from Suicide Squad. Yeah, he just Who gets taken like... out. What? What is his name? Damn it! Chat oh. is chanting for Fluffy Con. <laughs> Chat is. Chat was. Oh, hold on. Now it's split. I need a. I need a fucking poll set up for Fluffy Con. Yes, Fluffy Con. No. So. Blake Did you Chan- hear that sound? That's the sound of me bashing my head into my flask. <laughs> okay, so we've got, what, three more left? Because we've got your girl. We've got... Oh, wait, do Since we? we're just going Suicide Squad, let's just get Margot Robbie back in. I mean, I was gonna do it, because anytime I have to cast a woman, I choose Margot Robbie. It's just, it's the thing I have. Uh, Gaster wants Adam. I mean, Adam's- Kate McKinnon would be a good get. Oh, never mind. You're right. Kate McKinnon, Kate McKinnon, Kate McKinnon. Also, Gaster wants Adam Sandler to be John Wayne Gacy, which <laughs> completely always as a always in clown makeup. Yeah. Now, listen, everybody can get their two minutes in this movie because we're going to need to pad the fuck out of this movie. Uh-huh. Uh, Thomas Edison, Benedict Cumberbatch. And I think he's oh. actually playing Edison in a film right now. So I might have done that on... Damn it, chat's not saying no to FluffyCon, but it's already happened. You can't get rid of FluffyCon. No, you can. You can. You can. The film's not started yet. We've not begun initial casting. Matter of fact, I want you to. Please. Please Uh, do. Gossie, I also did see, as much as I love... The idea of getting Gigi Allen in on that. Oh, wait, hold on. Is Gazi still just screaming at you over Facebook about Gigi Allen? No, it was just the one, but I just wanted to make sure that he knew that I saw it. Um, Gazi does say Danny DeVito for Thomas Edison, but can I propose a different role for Danny DeVito? And it would be of Genghis Khan. <laughs> Danny De- Hey! It's me! I'm Genghis Khan over here! Come That's on! A... Now, see, you're taking this movie, which has a really good chance of being, like, a new kind of parody, into the mid-2000s parody movie, like, hell. Hey! It's me! He He's dressed exactly like the trash man from It's Always Sunny. I'm Genghis Khan! I eat trash! Uh, we could just have a lot of living people be their dead selves. We could just put this in the future, I guess? Well, hold on, what? Okay. I don't know, I would just love to see a dead Danny DeVito, like, coming down from heaven. Because that's where he's going. Uh, Keenan Thompson is, uh, dead Bill Cosby, by the way. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> I think it's time to go to the shill station! Ding fucking ding, Jesus Christ. Boy, it feels weird to ask people to support us after what we just did. Listen, if you're any of the people in chat now, and you like (laughs) at least two seconds of that, consider looking at our Patreon. 
And considering, consider seeing if you want to support us by going to patreon.com slash a load of BS. And there you can, you can support us. You can also voice your opinion on when things go too far because it just did. I mean, I opened that segment by being like, I need you to be the one to rein it in. And then you're like, this woman was a mass murderer. Let's bring her in. And see, that, my friend, is a lesson on trusting me. Uh, also, my last pitch. <laughs> Gazi says I may need to lower my Patreon payment. My last pitch. Ken Jong is Genghis Khan. <laughs> Toodaloo, motherfuckers. It's me, Genghis. Okay. So... But if they do go to patreon.com slash load of BS, they get access to our exclusive show. You paid for this that we're going to have to record again. But we'll, Blake, we're not, I won't make you do it again. We watched Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector a second, again. A 15th time. A 15th, especially for me. uh, During which we both got very drunk and basically built the entire movie to be an allegory for Larry the Cable Guy's love of ass eating. So really, it's kind of good that, good that the fucking that one's not making it to air. So I mean, I guess do you want to do we want to do heavyweights? What do we want to watch instead? Do we know? Uh, I guess let's just go ahead and get our good movie out of the way, so we can have two good movies. Okay, so let's, so... let's watch heavyweights because it's just a long day. Yes, every day, every day. So we'll watch Heavyweights, and then next month we're going to be watching Grandma Got Run Over by a Fucking Reindeer. Goddamn right, baby. <laughs> I'm so going to sing awesome. along with that shit. Do you know how many times I saw that? I I love it, but this is a bad movie. Okay. Well, of course, we have uh, Patreon. On Patreon, you get access to our Discord. You get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week, like the podcasts Radish and Associates Anonymous. They're fantastic shows. I've guested on both of them. You need to check those out. My mom and dad, Salty Frank of the Seven Seas, the one boy we don't have here tonight. And, of course, of course, we have to fucking bring him up, Gazi. That absolute asshole, the Patreon champion. That motherfucker who had a massive cough attack from laughing so hard. Two two super just goes, I hate that fucking movie every year. Talking about Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Damn right. Uh, now, Gaster did have a good idea I might want to explore later. Oh, I see it. Old Nicky Cage's Handy Lecter. Yeah, that's a good one. That's uh-huh. a, that's very, very good. But of course, if they want to support, but don't want to bother with a Patreon subscription, they can get some awesome merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. We got shirts for all the shows. We got some awesome posters for you to hang up on the wall. I need to put the fucking Dragon Con exclusive poster on there, at least for a while, so people can get access to that one. There's a bunch of really awesome stuff that you can get at merch.aloadofpurebs.com, including one special thing. The BS Boozy Sippy Cup, except it's more than BS now. We have to- so many boozy sippy cups. Yes, we've got sippy cups for a load of BS. We've got the BS Moon Marines logo on one. We've got a Fight Boys one. We've got these awesome snapback hats on the show. So if you want, for Fight Boys, we got one for that. Opposite Attractions has one. And most importantly, we've got one that basically explains the premise of this show, and all it says is drinking whiskey and recording podcasts. Two Super is just going off on Christmas movies. He's like, that fucking other Christmas movie with Adam Sandler. I'm like, you mean the Hanukkah movie? The one Hanukkah movie that exists? One Hanukkah movie? They play... Now listen. (laughs) There's a lot. There's a... Can we just make a good Christmas movie? Wait, hold on. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Go to commercial! Ladies and gentlemen, the following event is scheduled for one clusterfuck and is set to occur in Birmingham, Alabama. Introducing first, he is the bearded man from the Badlands, the absolute Badlands, Scotty Moore! And in the other corner, sporting the modest... Plaid on plaid on plaid, the man with the plaid crown. The plaid is plaid on the plaid. The man who knows nothing about wrestling and everything about plaid. The late tenor. I'm sorry, was I supposed to do something there? I thought this was just you two. 
Oh, no, yeah, no. no, that's Dylan. Hey, and Dylan. Then, <laughs> and we are the Fight Boys, and it's a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. Make sure to check us out, because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life. So, Blake, you proposed an idea before we went to break to make a good Christmas movie. And I was just going to call it. I mean, I know you've been having a rough time. So I was just like, we could just do one pitch this episode. But I feel like after the Hitler one, you were like, we we must balance this out. <laughs> we have to balance this We've out. We've got to bring some really good energy back. Now, I do think that we could stay in the same vein. Of Nicolas Cage's Hannibal Lecter. Okay. I thought I was really afraid you're going to be like, okay, so it's like how the Grinch stole Christmas, except instead of the Grinch, it's Adolf Hitler. And now, hold on. Taiko Atiti is Adolf Hitler. Hold on. I want to throw out a title to you. See if it's got any legs. How the Nick stole Cagemas. How the Nick stole Cagemas. Now, I did send you something the other day, and it's definitely a future uh, you-paid-for-this-film contender, because Nicolas Cage is starring in a movie as Nicolas Cage, and God, it's gonna be so phenomenal when it happens. Could that be what this is, us just making this meta-Cage movie, but it's also set around Christmas? The Cageiverse! Okay. <laughs> we're, make, we're, we're making the Cageiverse, where we see all of Nicolas Cage's great adventures yeah <laughs> fuck okay so this one is santa cage uh, so wait hold on is this is this like an avengers is this an mcu situation where we make multiple nick cage movies leading up to one big cage film with all of them into the spider versing together now i've got two ideas that i want to throw out to you right now okay one is we just remake Ernest Saves Christmas with Nicolas Cage. Okay. Or we reboot the Santa Claus franchise with Nicolas Cage leading to the sad, sad, but not so sad death of Santa Claus Tim Allen. And he takes over being Santa. I like this. Can Nicolas Cage be a hired assassin? And he <laughs> kills like, this is not a, oh, he fell off the roof and he died. This is a full-on, uh, <laughs> full-on close-range execution of Santa Claus. God, that would be horrible, but it's a good idea. Although, Gossie did bring up Santa's Sleigh, which is a great, horrible movie about Santa. Wait. Starring Bill Goldberg. <laughs> um, can it be a prequel? And shepherds we shall be. For thee, my lord, for thee. For thee. <laughs> Pap! Now, hold on. I'm really thinking about this idea of it is a prequel that does end up at the beginning of the first Santa Claus movie. Oh, wait, hold on. So are you proposing that the Santa that falls off of Nikki's roof is Nicolas Cage Santa? <laughs> yeah, the Santa that falls off Tim Allen's roof is Nicolas Cage. Oh, wait. I like this. I want I want to keep the assassin theme. So Nicolas Cage plays an assassin who then gets <laughs> accidentally kills Santa. So he doesn't mean to kill Santa, but like he's at his Mark's home. He's got a sniper rifle. He's looking through the window and all he sees is someone go by. And he's like, oh, the only logical person that would be there tonight is my Mark. Pop! It was Santa Claus all along, runs into the house to try to, like, make sure, confirm the kill, and all he finds is Santa Claus's suit, and he's like, well, this looks expensive, I'm gonna put it on, and then he becomes Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. But then the rest of the film involves him trying to balance his work life of Santa with his work life of being a hired mercenary. Oh my god, Killer Santa. It's called, the film is called The Naughty List, and it is him, he uses the database, the Santa Claus database, to find all of the naughty people and go and kill them. Not the kids, not the kids, just like the adults. So what you're proposing is the anime Death Note. 
but with Santa Claus. <laughs> There's a little boy who's just like getting beat up at school, and he's like, oh, "I'll show them." And he pulls out the naughty list, writes their name down on it, and then Santa appears behind him. I'll get him. I'll get. I'll get him, kid. Don't worry. Oh, the Punisher Santa Claus. That's the best. That's exactly what this is. This the fucking Santa suit. Instead of having just like the white be- or the black belt, it's got white fur in the shape of a skull down the front of it. So be still, my heart. Wow, we I don't think we've ever just nailed one down that fast. I don't think we've ever This is usually the point where I'm like what now? <laughs> what else can we do? We've No, made there's the... nothing. We've made the perfect movie. Call Hollywood. C- uh, Paul Hollywood. It needs Paul to be Hollywood. Needs to be in it as the main villain because of the soggy bottoms. The soggy bottom boys. Okay, now we're just doing word association. We can't keep we can't words keep... that sound like other words. Paul Hollywood is the main villain. Okay. So, how much of it, because a lot of the original Santa Claus involved him, like, at the North Pole doing all the Santa Claus shit. Also, there has to be a callback (laughs) to the fucking sharp-dressed man scene from the first Santa Claus, where they're just pimping out the sharp-dressed man, except in this one, he's escaping from prison. Sharp-dressed man hits pulls out two pistols, and just John Wicks his way through all of these people. Now, hold on. Instead of that, could it just be where he just finds a chimney and just squeezes right up it? No, okay, that too. But secondly, Gaster Two Souls has it. Because I was trying to find the villain. Who's the villain? Who's it gonna be? It's Krampus. It's the fucking Krampus, baby. This is why we don't have Krampus anymore, because Nicolas Cage Santa Claus utterly murdered him. Whoa, whoa, no, no, no. I got an idea. Mm -hmm. I know who Krampus is. And it's... (laughs) I'm I'm watching my webcam and I'm getting manically crazier by the moment because (laughs) of this dumb concept. Here's the thing. Santa has to be dead... In order for the spell to take effect, correct? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. There is an enemy mercenary who tries to kill Nicolas Cage Santa Claus. And and it is John fucking Wick. And John Wick supposedly shoots Santa, steals the outfit off of Nicolas Cage, puts it on... And then, but the powers don't work, but he can't figure out why. All he knows is that, like, I killed him, I should get the powers. But he doesn't, because Nicolas Cage is still alive and has the power of Santa within him. And now, essentially, they both have a little bit of Santa magic in them. But, fucking... (laughs) John Wick. John Wick starts referring to himself as Krampus. And is going around punishing all the kids because when he was a child, he didn't get any gifts at Christmas. So he's always hated Santa Claus. And he takes all their dogs. <laughs> he takes their fucking... T- it's no longer eight reindeer. It's eight tiny dogs pulling the sled. Oh, so into that. <laughs> this is fantastic. Damn. No, Frank is right, though. You have made him root for Krampus. Well, do we want to reverse it then? Do we want it to be John Wick for the naughty list and John Wick kills Santa and then Nicolas Cage is our bad guy who becomes Campus. Cagepus. 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 I like this idea a lot more because I really love seeing Nicolas Cage as a villain. Yes, it's very good. And like... He's got a snap. It's not like a, a a calm, calculated villain. It is him being like, Why doesn't it work? I've been trying to lead this sleigh for eight fucking days. Nothing's happening. And out there just like flying around the sky and he's shooting at the people down below. Oh, it has to be because that's who Nicolas Cage is. This is the best movie ever. 
It's fucking Face Off. It's a Santa Claus. It's John Wick. It's everything together. It's all of it. We've done it. We've also, done it. I think we're just remaking that one Futurama episode where Satan Claus kills all the naughty kids. Because that's what Krampus does is he tries to kill the naughty kids. And as Salty Frank says in the chant, to the chat, John Wick teams up with some street thugs <laughs> and uses them to lure out the Krampus. And now it becomes a massive gunfight. Oh, that's so good. And then it ends like Mr. and Mrs. Smith where they make love. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Oh, and I do still want it to lead into the Santa Claus series just to be like, this is what Santa Claus used to be. This was hard shit. No, I still want this to begin with fucking Tim Allen getting capped in the dome by John Wick. That is the only way I'll sign on for this film as producer-director, is if I get to see Tim Allen get fucking dome- his dome piece fly off at the hands of John Wick's magic bullets. Oh, this is gonna be terrible because we know what it's like when we're co-producer-directors. Oh my god, Salty Frank. Salty Frank, we need to bring in as our detail guy. We've got the big idea. Salty Frank has the small ideas, which is fucking John Wick puts the Santa sack on the bottom of a fucking gun to give it unlimited bullets. Oh my god! (laughs) That's so good, Frank! Yes, Frank! Holy shit, that's good! That's so good. (laughs) Gazi just says, pack it up, go home now, boys. Y'all ain't gonna make a better movie than this ever again. We've got six viewers. This is the most we have ever had, like, consistently for a stream, and I am so happy that they all showed up for this exact pitch. (laughs) Just to watch us fumble around in this bullshit. (laughs) But for now... I'm glad we had to suffer through the Hitler Suicide Squad to get here. But we got here, baby, and now I gotta ask you, what's awesome this week? Man... Just going out to Dave and Buster's and just having a good time. Yeah, boy! I will say, I've never been to the point where my debit card, like, I had a a fraudulent charge on it, so they had to disable it. So I just had my credit card, and I hit my limit at Dave and Buster's. Damn right, baby! Oh, yeah, by the way, I got a message from Capital One the other day that was like, we could not confirm whether or not this charge at the red phone booth was uh, real or not, so we just refunded it, and I'm like, oh, fuck yeah! Meaning that I am such a white trash person, Capital One was like, there's no fucking way he got in red phone booth. I can't get in a red phone booth, there's no way this show did. Only way this guy could get in is if he was with fucking Chewbacca or something. Yeah. I love that this is all happening while Gaster is just writing the fucking script for John Wick, The Naughty List. Like, he's just going in there, giving us the full, full idea. And you know what, Gaster? You're pretty good at those little ideas, too. Those, those small details. You can be the cameraman. Yeah. But, uh, so, wait, is that it? Is that, it's the full thing, just like, you know what's awesome? Fucking Dave and Buster's, that's it. That is, although I will say, something that's actually surprisingly awesome is going through my music library to find the absolute saddest songs that I know of. Fucking psychopath. Because at this point, I'm in a a show. It's real sad at the very end. And so the way that we're getting through it is me and the person I'm playing opposite of, we're just deciding, fuck it, let's find the saddest songs. We're doing our last weekend. Let's cry all the time. (laughs) I'm going to ruin you. And I'm going to ruin you back. Well, my thing that's awesome this week is I had to bite my tongue this whole... And I did tell this exact story on me again. So for the people who've listened to me again, you know this story. But I am grateful for fucking Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery in Nashville, Tennessee. And Blake, sit back. If it wasn't such a majestic story, I honestly think we should try to make the film adaptation, but I do not want to disrespect the man who literally invented Tennessee whiskey. Okay. So, here's what it happened. <laughs> um, apparently, 
the man known as Charles Nelson, the inventor of Tennessee whiskey, came over on a boat from Germany. His dad decided not to let anyone know how much money they had, strapped it to himself on a money belt. Really smart move. Until he fell overboard and drowned with all the money on him. So they get to America, no money. Then, mom dies. Now, this 15-year-old fucking kid is the head of household. He starts making soap. Through that, he learns that they make soap from animal fat. There, he starts talking to farmers. Then he starts working with farmers. There, through the grain, he meets distillers, learns how to make whiskey. At this point, he moves to Tennessee and realizes that it's real shitty to sell whiskey back then because you either had to sell it by the barrel or just, like, by the tap or there would be, like, them fucking carpetbaggers from the north who would get, like, the shittiest bits of the whiskey, which is literally, like, pure methanol, and sell it and kill people. So then he invented... The only, I didn't realize this, the only way you can call it Tennessee whiskey is if it is distilled through charcoal, and he invented this technique, and he was also the first person to bottle whiskey in glass bottles. Holy shit. So the man's a genius, uh, he passes Wait, away- Wait, what was it bottled in before? I, I don't, like, I guess just like a barrel, dude, I don't know. <sighs> It was a bucket. It was the whiskey bucket that you just got. Whiskey bucket. So after that, after he passes away, his wife takes over. His wife does like amazing stuff with the company. Prohibition passes in Tennessee. She doesn't want all of her employees to go broke. So she takes all the barrels, puts them in Kentucky. So now she can keep selling it in Kentucky and keep paying all of her workers. And so then after that, Prohibition passes everywhere, and the company just goes away. And the man who invented uh, Tennessee whiskey is forgotten to the world. Unfucking till. Until like literally five years ago. It might I, I can't remember the exact time on this one, but his like great grandkids are on on a trip from California to visit their family in Nashville, and they see a sign for Nelson's Distillery. And they go, I wonder if this is that crazy bootlegging grandpa they tell us about. Because at that point, that's all they called him was like a bootlegger. They didn't call him like anything respectable. And the dad was like, oh, it's nothing, it's nothing. It wasn't. They did their research and found out that that was their great-grandfather, then they find the mash bill to create the original Tennessee whiskey, the exact grains needed for it, and they find out that they still have the patent for the original fucking label on the original Tennessee whiskey bottles. You have to be so fucking lucky for that. And once speaking of being lucky, I got there... One month after the original Tennessee whiskey was finally put back on the shelves. So I got there like at the perfect time to get the original Tennessee whiskey. And it is fucking delicious, my dude. Uh, Well, I hope you save some for me. Oh, I, I'm, no, this is, uh, uh, this is a special bottle. This is a special bottle for special occasions. Like, if once we reach, like, $100 a month on Patreon, we'll get some of that whiskey. Once we get another live show, we get some of that whiskey. But otherwise, well, this is special whiskey. You heard that there, listeners. <laughs> Go donate! Get the money! <laughs> Because I need to taste this fucking whiskey. I mean, if we go to Nashville in December, we may go to this place again because it was really good. They also have a, uh, they wanted to do something in honor of Charles's wife, Louisa. So they made a, a pecan coffee caramel liqueur and named it Louisa's Liqueur after her. That was great. They got candles. They got mixing stuffs. They got corn whiskey that was not good. And also, someone there subscribed to Fight Boys while we were hanging out. So, that whole place is fucking amazing. Ah, this sounds fantastic. Chat has been going crazy about this whiskey. (laughs) Chat's going hard on this whiskey and on John Wick 
four fucking spooky Christmas. But until next time, Blake, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya, D-A-R-K-R-O-O-M-V-I-D-Y-A. And you can find me doing all these great podcasts on the BS Network. That's right, and you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon and check out all the other BS Network programs online at a load of purebs.com, including my brand new show, Me Again. It is a personal journal. It is a diary. It is a self-help show exclusively about helping myself, and you can find it all at a load of purebs.com. Special thanks to Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes for giving us our theme song, Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! From their first album, Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes, released at the very beginning of this year. We hope to hear more from them soon. I really, I, I've never wanted to go to Scotland more than just to see Tom perform live. Like, that band is fucking amazing. My roommate went to Scotland. Wish he could have met Tom. I wish you would have brought Tom back with him. Or just replaced Tom. You have a new roommate. It's Tom. He's abandoned. Hey, Tom. Oh, but of course, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, remember to find us here live on Twitch every single week. Twitch.tv slash a load of BS. And you can hang out and chat with us and be a lot fucking funnier than we are. And until next time, find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes. And we will see you next week.